Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Turk182. And I'm Akomi. How's it going? Yeah, so uh, uh, we're back with another episode of Our Moms Think We're Funny. And uh, uh, we we enjoyed our first uh, kind of uh, read-through type thing of... Uh, of children adventures and well we we use that as like kind of a as a a catch-all because it's not just children adventures it's children adventures which way twist of plots and all those kind of books that fall under that uh that banner um so um but um so we're actually going to go ahead and we're going to do one more because we had a lot of fun hopefully you guys you know enjoyed it but by the time we get this one up you know we would probably wouldn't have really heard any but well by the time we're recording this one you know we wouldn't have heard any any feedback from it so we don't know what you guys thought of it but hopefully you enjoyed it and we'll do some more and you know hopefully we won't get any of those people mad at us about these books that don't really exist anymore they probably still have copyrights too but like you're not allowed to read those on the air it's not like i'm reading it page by page right we're just right, having yeah. fun so um <laughs> Okay, so we're going to start off with one, and uh, this is a, a special one that I uh, Akomi doesn't really know about. He doesn't know I'm, I'm going to read, so yeah, not a I'm, I'm keeping him in the dark for right now. And of course, we are going to kind of switch back and forth like we did before, um, you know, as we as we make our our selections. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm. Do I still need to keep my uh, my eyes averted? Just for right now. Okay. And so the, this one starts off real quick. So I think we, we're going to have like a, with this particular one, you're going to have a choice almost every turn. Okay. So I'm going to read uh, two choices and then I'll pass it to you. Because you're going to have, you have a choice right away. Okay. All right. What? Cries Batman, nearly crashing the Batmobile. He's been speeding towards the, uh, toward the dark streets of Gotham on his way to police headquarters when the familiar bat symbol suddenly changed into a grinning skull. Someone has tampered with the searchlight, thinks Batman. But why turn the bat silhouette into a death's head? It must be a warning or a trap. Batman's next move could be critical. A wrong decision might mean his doom. If Batman decides to drive to police headquarters, if he radios Commissioner Gordon from the Batmobile, if he plays it safe and uses a public phone, uh, or for more information about the bat signal, turn to a particular page. So in this particular huh. one, we have a what's called a fact file. Okay. And the fact file will tell you about um, the different people. So in this one, we have a uh, Joker, Riddler, Two Face, Batman's utility belt, and a bat signal for people that read this. Were like, I don't know what a Batman is. Be like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you know how to read since you've been living in a rock. Um, right. Uh, obviously, you can. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come okay. back. To, huh. Um, oh, um, so real quick, the woman in blue there. Yeah. That's Jenny Gutter. Huh. Uh, she was the nurse in uh, American Wolf in London. Oh, cool. Okay. Yep. Wow. She was also in Hallow Halloween 2. Oh. Wow. All right. Okay. So I no, think... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not Halloween 2. Child's Play 2. Oh, okay. She was in Child's Play 2. You remember the Child's Play 2, right? I haven't watched any of the Child's Play movies. <laughs> I know. All right. So do you want to go to uh, police headquarters? You want to call Commissioner Gordon or you want to stop and use a payphone? I want to I wanna commit, call Commissioner Gordon. From the bat phone or from, from the, the payphone? From the bat phone, yeah. From the, the Batmobile phone. Yeah. I, I like calling it the bat Batmobile phone. Batmobile phone! I got a Batmobile phone! Come, come on, Robin. We have to call from the bat phone. Commissioner Gordon's deep voice comes crackling over the bat, uh, Batmobile's radio. Yes, we know about the bat signal, he says. My men are working on the repairing it right now. There's more urgent business. You're scheduled to be in Washington, D.C. tomorrow for the 4th of July celebration. You better get started right away. Your country calls. 
Okay. That's a crock of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jim Gordon. <laughs> if Batman is suspicious and goes to talk in person with the commissioner, uh, or if he takes the bat plane to Washington. He's going to go talk to Jim. He's going to go talk to Jim Gordon. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so that's your turn now. Okay. I, I did my three. Or my two. Am I on page 62 or 63? 63. Oh, okay. Because if it was 62, it was like, shit, I already died. No, I would have read you that, and I would have <laughs> chastised you about it. Okay. There was something odd about the commissioner's voice, thinks Batman, after shutting off the radio. It sounded somehow mechanical. Within minutes, Batman arrives at the commissioner's office to find a very upset Sergeant Bullock. The commissioner's been kidnapped, he cries, and we have no clues. But Batman examines an electric clock on the floor. It broke when it fell, and the time recorded is five minutes before Batman spoke to the commissioner by radio. Gordon must have knocked this over, thinks Batman, to warn me the voice wasn't Well, well can, can, can you slow down there, Speedy Gonzales? I mean, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, clock broke. The time it recorded is five minutes before Batman broke into the commissioner by radio, spoke to the commissioner by radio. Gordon must have knocked this over, thinks Batman, to warn me the voice wasn't his. So, does Batman check out the police switchboard, or does he rush to Gotham Transmission Tower? Um, let me check out the switchboard. All right. Ooh, this has pictures. Let me make sure I got the right page. Yep. Batman rushes to the police switchboard in the dispatch room. A quick search turns up a tiny computer concealed behind the switchboard. It's ingeniously wired to the transmitter and programmed with a vocal composite to sound just like Commissioner Gordon. As Batman examines it, suddenly it speaks. It doesn't take a trunk call to find me, Batman. Does the cryptic message have a meaning? Batman has a feeling he'd better act fast. This sounds like the Riddler. Does Batman run back to the Batmobile, to the Batmobile, to the Batmobile, and try to solve the riddle? Does he rush up to the rooftop? Oh, and then there's more information on the Riddler, which you know about him. Hmm. You've heard the rumors about the Riddler. Um, so do I want to do what now? What's my two my options? Uh, you can run back to the Batmobile and try to solve the riddle, or you can rush up to the rooftop. Mm. Rooftop. Alright. I think it's my turn now. Yeah. Because you did your, that's my two choices. Boom. Oh, oh wait, it ends, 110. Oh, shit, well I guess, okay, well... Batman swings to the rooftop and hides in the shadows. Beneath the, man, the malfunctioning bat signal, there he sees the Riddler looking down with a pair of binoculars and standing before a detonator. With a toss of the battle ring, the Cape Crusader clobbers the Riddler from behind, his cape swooping behind him. Batman grabs and disconnects the de detonator and puts the Riddler's wrist in bat cuffs. <laughs> bat cuffs. Um, it was true that it didn't take a trunk call to find you, Riddler. I'd have checked the Batmobile's trunk. You'd have set off a bomb in it, in, uh, intones Batman. The real clue to your hiding place was that sabotage bat signal. Once I rescue Gordon, you'll be telling punchlines to the other prisoners. The end. Hmm. All right. We did it. Yep. We saved the city. We're a good dynamic duo. All right. You ready to go again? Sure. All right. So, rewinding. All right. Batman's next move could be critical. A wrong decision might mean his doom. Police headquarters, Commissioner Gordon, or public phone? Uh, I mean, sorry, call Gordon from the Batmobile or public phone? Let's just head straight to, straight to the, the police headquarters. Mm -hmm. 
Batman, thanks heavens you're here, exclaims Commissioner Gordon as the Cape Crusader arrives at police headquarters. Look at this edition of the Gotham Gazette. The warning reads, 24 hours to doom. A warning to Batman. Can this mean that you have 24 hours to live, asks the Commissioner, but Batman is setting the headline. It takes a clever mind to sneak into the Gotham printers and add this headline, this is the Joker's work. But it's almost dawn, and today is the day Bruce Wayne is to go on a charity cruise. Should Batman ignore the warning and go on the cruise as Bruce, or should he investigate the Gotham Gazette while the trail's still hot? He's going to investigate the Gotham Gazette. Alright. I don't think the Joker would know that he's Bruce Wayne in this uh, in this book. Page five. All right. At the Gotham Gazette offices, Batman discovers all of the night staff tied up in a broom closet. The second edition has already hit the streets with a new headline: "Gotham City to be destroyed in 24 hours!" Exclamation point dash dash the Joker exclamation point. <laughs> The article beneath states that unless Batman can solve the mystery, the Joker will somehow poison half the city's population. How can you poison millions of people in only 24 hours, wonders Batman desperately. He can think of only three possible ways. About half the city cooks with gas stoves. Everybody drinks the city water, and everybody breathes the air. Which is most likely? Does Batman rush to the gas works? Does he head for the Gotham Reservoir? Or does he drive to the airport? Gotham. Is it too late to go on that cruise? <laughs> Alright. Let's go to the reservoir. Alright. I know when I had a big brown breather, and I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure where you were going with that. Uh I was uh doing clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Oh. Something strange is going on, says Batman, parking the Batmobile near the huge reservoir. Who are you gonna call? Sorry. Far <laughs> Far out in the middle of the water is a ferry boat. He runs and jumps into a small power launch belonging to the Department of Public Works. Pleasure boating on the reservoir is illegal, he says to himself. This feels like an Adam West thing. <laughs> oh, chum? Come, Robin. Pleasure boating on the reservoir is illegal. Gee, Batman, I guess you're right. Shutting off his motor to approach the ferry undetected, Batman now sees the Joker's gang aboard the larger boat. They're opening bags of some kind of dry chemical to dump overboard. Commanding his crooked crew is the Joker, who laughs hysterically. Batman listens to their conversation. So whatever it is they're dumping in here, the illustration just has a bag that says Caution Poison on it. Caution Poison. Okay. It's the name of my new band. Caution Poison? <laughs> nice. We are Caution Poison. CDs are in the back. Yeah, merch on a table. So, <laughs> Drinks? How long will it take for this poison to work, boss? One of the gang asks the Joker. I told you, idiot, he screams. From the moment we pour it into the reservoir until the time it reaches every home in Gotham, it takes about 20 hours. At least half of the population of Gotham will drink it. The poison will only be active in their systems for a few minutes, but by that time, I'll have won. Batman wasn't clever enough to thwart my scheme, laughs the Joker. He goes to the starboard railing to dump the first bag of poison. Batman has to act fast. Does that... No, go ahead. Does Batman reach for his utility belt, or does he rush into the boat's cabin? Uh, is this my first choice or second? No, it's my second choice, isn't it? Uh, second, yeah. Uh, so, utility belt. Alright. Do you need more information on the utility belt? We can go to the information file. Nah, I think I'm good, thank you. Just as the Joker and his men are about to pour the chemical poison, Batman yanks the battering from his utility belt and hurls it. The tiny device circles noiselessly, spinning a silken cord round and round the gang. 
Suddenly, Batman pulls tight on the cord and binds the Joker and his gang together. They are completely helpless. Batman radios Commissioner Gordon and tells him of the Joker's mad plot. I know you'd like to talk to him, Commissioner, says Batman in his two-way radio, but he's all tied up at the moment. The Joker doesn't seem to get the joke. He just stares straight ahead, frowning, as Batman steers for shore. Is he in? That's the end. So I won two. Yeah. Yay! Good I'm good at heroing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you for hero. Yeah, I, I just should have realized that this one was kind of was gonna be kind of lame. Yeah, I, I really because so they they have some Marvel ones. Yeah. But the Marvel ones has like a little character card, and you got to roll dice and shit. And, oh, and cool. I'm like, and I'm like, ah, that's a little too much for this. It, it is a bit for. But I should have known this one was gonna be uh, a little too simple as well. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna throw a batarang with a rope, and it's just gonna circle <laughs> around them because it's like that thing does not obey the laws of physics. <laughs> but you know what? It's better that than like. You know, oh, hey, you opened the door. Fuck you, you're a rat. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, is somebody bitter? Yes. <laughs> yes, fuck that haunted mansion and that rat lady. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, was, I was like, yeah, I, I've done this one so many times and I don't even know what the mystery is. Oh, no, we'll figure out the mystery. I'm not going to stop the figure out the mystery. <laughs> the mystery is you get turned into a rat. Every time. <laughs> Oh, you poor guy. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, this was uh, this book was written for Elaine Waring. It was written for them. Yeah. Yeah. For Elaine Waring. Oh, that's that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a which way? Um, uh, which ways? Um, uh, which ways are okay? I wonder who did these illustrations. I told you in the front. Next page. Jose Delbo. Not familiar with that name? I do like that uh, that grinning death skull in the bat symbol. Yeah. And it's like, oh, don't forget, Batman, you're supposed to be in Washington, D.C. tomorrow. You know, the country's <laughs> counting on you. <laughs> the president's like, I need Batman. Get me Batman. <laughs> I want pictures of Batman on my desk by noon. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what about Bat Guy? <clears throat> <laughs> you know that scene right yeah it's been a while since I've seen it but I, yeah. I vaguely remember yeah in Spider-Man he's like you know he's like uh, uh, was it uh, it's like the the Green Goblin he goes you know call the copyright office you know, my, you know copyright that name I want five cents every time someone uses it and then Ted Ring was like what about the name Green Meanie and he's like Ugh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know you don't know the, the bonus thing to Far From, far from Home do you nope you don't. Nope. Uh, so I'm going to spoil it for you just because, I mean, you should have seen it already. <laughs> just like just like you should have seen Ant-Man and Wasp already. Like, I watch Endgame, and everything. So Ant-Man's in a, in a truck? And it's like, what is he, in the Blues Brothers? Hey, <laughs> this is Ant-Man. I'm in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end of Ant-Man, after everything happened with the Quantum Realm, they were trying to figure out, because how the fuck did you watch Endgame without seeing Ant-Man and Wasp when the whole point of the thing was a Quantum... Just did, oh man. God, you, you, you're, you're like fucking Roger. I mean, like, like, I'm like, come on, <laughs> jeez. Okay, so in in Ant Man and Wasp. Oh, you shop at Ross. <laughs> oh, you shop at Ross. <laughs> um, in uh, in Ant Man and Wasp, uh, it's determined because this the character Ghost um, has a problem with like the the um, quantum field or whatever. Their their molecules are out of out of sync with the quantum field and they're basically slowly discorporating yeah um 
the um, uh, Scott finally remembers seeing something in the quantum realm they think it might be uh, Janet, Janet Van Dyne. So they're building this quantum uh, quantum realm thing to, to enter or whatever. And then they uh, the ghost, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, uh, is it Bill Foster? Uh, who's uh, was like uh, one of the giant, was it Black Goliath? And he, uh, he's been kind of secretly helping this girl to try to, uh, to try to get her, her, like molecular like field or whatever stable anyway uh, he's like oh this thing that they're building that'll help you so they say they decide to steal it to help her but they're like but we need it so we can rescue janet and because if she's still in there we can go in there and bibby bobbity boo in the end they're able to save ghost and so she doesn't discorporate and also able to save janet who's been trapped in the quantum uh in the quantum realm, but she hasn't really aged. Right. Um, so they go to test it out at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp. They're like, okay, so it's Hank, Janet, and um, the other girl. Uh, she can't remember. Hope. And they're all standing there like, all right, Scott, you're going to go in there. The machine's in the back of the truck. And he goes in. It's like, we're going to be in there for 30 seconds. You're going to push the button. You're going to come out, but you're going to record all the stuff. So that way we can kind of see how the quantum realm works. And he jumps in there, and he's in there, and he's like, okay, all right, pull me out, pull me out. And the camera cuts back to the rooftop, mm-hmm. and they're turning into ash. Huh. okay. And so we cut to five years later, and someone found the van, just abandoned, and put it into you know the storage. And the rat comes by and lets him out. And then that's why he's like, hey, I've been... In the quantum realm for the past five years, and I haven't aged, just like Janet had been in there for like 20 years, and she hadn't aged. Yeah. Right? Time moves differently there. Maybe we can use that to blah, blah, blah. Okay. You're like, oh, now it makes sense. Well, no, I mean, that's that's what had been explained to me before, so... But, yeah, Anime and Wasp is pretty good. It's just some really cool parts in there. There's the, the whole thing with the truth serum is kind of awesome. Truth serum, huh? Yeah. The, these guys are going to try to get um, this, the location of uh, Hank Pym and Scott from Luis. Okay. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to give you an injection of this thing. It's like truth serum. Uh, it's actually uh, 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 was it Walton Goggins? Okay. Is playing the guy uh, who I'm friends with his dad on Facebook. I apparently guess <laughs> instead of him having like a Facebook page, because he his dad has a Facebook page and he like. Basically, it's like, hey, my son's got a new show on. Watch it. And it it's, which is really kind of cool. It's like, hey, I'm going to have my dad kind of run my Facebook. Not really mine. His. Yeah. You know? And it's, anyway, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I like um, that. But uh, it's, it's uh, him. And uh, he's uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you uh, Well, it's not him. He's got a guy that's going to give injection of stuff. He's going to make sure he's like, oh, it's like truth serum. It's like, no, it's not truth serum. And he's like, well, you say it's going to inject us with us, right? And it's going to make us tell the truth. We can't lie. It's like, yeah. So, I mean, it's truth serum. It's like, no, it's not truth serum, right? It's this <laughs> thing. He's like, because I saw the truth serum. <laughs> anyway, the guy ends up later on getting injected with it himself. And he's like, it is truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that donkey's eating that kid. Uh, it does look like the donkey's eating that kid. So I know we're kind of going off on a whole different thing here. It's nothing related to our... Uh, to our... His hair is gold. Yeah. So I got to say, this is kind of bullshit. With his, his name is like Gold Locks or whatever, and his hair is gold. He's got the gold chain. And then he finds his car, and he's got gold shoes on. All right? Mm-hmm. 
and I don't, I don't like him anyway. I really don't. I don't, I don't think he's funny. And the thing is, all the time he was like on Nickelodeon, or whatever show it was, you think he'd know how to fucking act by now, and he doesn't. Yeah. So then he gets in the car with the weird looking bear thing. Yeah. Um, Mummy Money. It's. Uh, I don't think I ever watched the full episode of Mummy Money. No, I showed it to you. Uh, I think you just showed me the clip where they sing. I thought I, I thought I recorded the whole thing and showed it to you. Uh, no, that was the that was the equity thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Okay, so in um in in the Mummy Money with the pyramid scheme, in the song that Beast Boy sings uh, from Teen Titans Go, he's like you know got a gold boat, got a gold star, got a gold bear, put him in a gold car. Oh wow! You know. <laughs> so they just totally stole that idea. Exactly. Wow. I'm like, ah, it's kind of you kind of ripped that off there. <laughs> I bought a gold me. I called him the gold dude. <laughs> I love that. I love the song that Teen Titans Go. They're so fantastic. They're, yeah, they're way ahead of their time. And the thing is, like, I've been thinking, like, you know, oh, I'm gonna write some rap songs or whatever, and like, and and I'm like, I, I like none of this sounds any good. Now I watch the Teen Titans, like, they make it look so easy, you know. <laughs> even even like something like like the like the bees song, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dance for your bees. Dance, dance for your bees. I'm like, yeah, how do they do that so well? <laughs> uh, so, um. I was, I was going to say something that was like, oh, hey, I was going to deviate, whatever. But anyway, so yeah, I think this is kind of our episode, right? Uh, I think pretty much, yeah. Uh, I mean, we could probably run down a couple more paths in the Batman book, but I think we pretty much got the gist. Yeah. We're I really bet. good at this one. Yeah, that one's really kind of, <laughs> that's kind of a, that's for like beginners or whatever. Which is okay. I mean, I, I feel pretty good about uh, succeeding on that. Oh, because you didn't get turned into a, into a rat? Yeah, like three times. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> Three times in the past five years. <laughs> oh. She turned me into a rat. Three times in the past five years. I'd say, just when, don't do that. When you started that, I was like, where the fuck are you going with this? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what are we doing here? I, was, I, I have to be honest. I was really starting to get kind of pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, this is not funny. None of this is funny. What are you, what are you doing here? I'm like, yeah, and I was, I'm like, how am I, how am I going to be able to tell him that that dude, I I don't I don't want this to be a podcast episode. I'm like, what are you doing? And it's like people are gonna be just like he beats me like, oh, we're making fun of like domestic violence. I'm like, what is? I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm just you know, I'm like I'm gonna try to play into it or whatever. And I'm like, but yeah, I'm not feeling whatever it is you're putting down. Um, I'm like, you know, no thanks. I don't I don't I don't like Kool Aid. You know, and I'm like I'm just not. And and then you 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 let you finish doing. It. I'm like, okay, um, this. That guy's just a piece of shit. Yeah, just, oh, he, yeah. he really is. Earl Hypernova's got some serious problems. I, 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 I think I would have to Rorschach him and just like <laughs> drop him know, down an elevator shaft. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and just drop his ass down. I mean, because you can't sit there and like, oh yeah, it's my family, and I'm going to use them, and, and they're not even going to really be in on the joke. I'm just going to try to embarrass them and treat them like garbage. For for my own amusement and the amusement of strangers, mm-hmm. while you know distancing and pissing off the people that used to care about me, but now really don't care if I live or die, and would probably prefer if I die. Oh yeah. And I just thinking like, yeah, I don't know. I told him, I told him, you know, hey, just you know, just wait for the elevator. He was like, you know, the yeah, you can take elevator. I'm like, hey man, he's <laughs> like, you, you do you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't. I you know, you would get beaten more than like three times in five years. I'd be whooping your ass every day. Yeah, I just I would not stay in that situation. 
like yeah I mean the, as far as his parents go be like hey um, you know that funny thing you did it wasn't funny yeah you know, pack your shit get well out. like if yeah if I were the parents I would totally kick him out and like the excuse is oh I can't get a job because I have psoriasis it's like well there are other people who have jobs who have psoriasis so because you have psoriasis yeah wait wait he says he can't get a job because he has psoriasis because he has yeah. itchy flaky skin on part of his body yeah so that means he can't get a job that's what he says well, let's see how fast you get a job when you're homeless, right? <laughs> I, you know, I'd like to see him pull some like shit like that with like a like a homeless person, like you know, yeah, it's like a, I lost my legs in Nam, and you know, it's hard for me to find work. Plus, I suffer from PTSD, <laughs> and uh, sometimes I just you know I see something and I just kind of kind of go back to to that place there on the on the you know the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and it's like you know, sometimes your friend your best friend can get shot. And what's your <laughs> so- problem? I guess psoriasis. I have psoriasis, and my brother beats me three times in the past five years. He beats me. No, I'm not, I'm not even talking about his bullshit story. Just, the, just the, I have psoriasis. Oh, he would, he would still tell the bullshit story. And he was like, um, so what now? Yeah, I can't, I can't get a job because I have psoriasis. It's like a cream and some pills you take for that, right? Because you know, I rubbed like some cream on my nubs, and my legs never grew back. Fatty is gone. Fatty is gone. He is never coming back. <laughs> I had to give him fatty. <laughs> you know? There's there's some of his videos where he'll like hold his arm up and go, and I have psoriasis. You really can't see it because I'm on treatment for it right now, but I have psoriasis. It's like, so it's not even showing. <laughs> so I think we're actually going to be doing another car podcast because I'm about to get in my car and drive to this fucker's house and beat the <laughs> shit out of him because he's just, he's, he just... He's just one of those people that doesn't really need to be around anymore. I love learning about internet law, Cal's, mostly because it sets you off like this. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I, I, just, I just don't. I don't understand people. I don't understand. I just, See, this is your same well, reaction to Lambda Moon where it's like, I don't care, but I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> God, I wish someone would just come and take me away because I don't want to be on this planet anymore. Just Please just take me away because I don't want to be here. <laughs> Oh, well, sometime I'll tell you about, like, Wings of Redemption or Jonathan Ross, some guys like that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, that sounds like something I'm never going to remind you to do. Yeah, uh, you won't have to remind me, I'll remember. I mean, it's okay, it's it's no trouble for me, I'll I'll, I'll remember. You know, I'm not a very good artist. No, you do good. No, no, Superman does good, you do well. (laughs) Um, you. (laughs) I said, I stole that from a, from a, uh... A gif from Thirty Rock with uh, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, uh, Karl Marx. <laughs> I love Russian politics. No, okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I really don't know the March brother. Is that his name? Groucho Marx. Uh, Groucho. There you go. Uh, so I don't know the March brother. I know there's like Harpo and Slizo and <laughs> there's whatever. Harpo, Chico, and Groucho. And, uh, oh shit, there was one more later, yeah, but he was never as Elfo! Um, so, uh, oh, he's kind of kind of the shimp of the Marx Brothers? Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, anyway, I was just gonna say, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a good artist. I'm, I'm not. But, um, I think that I'm gonna take steps to become a better artist. Cool. I'm gonna start by the uh, the Picasso method. I'm sorry, the Van Gogh method. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut off my ear. <laughs> maybe, maybe both. Anything that'll keep me from having to hear any of those fucking stories that you just mentioned. 
and I'm going to use that as my excuse. I'm just trying to become a better artist. <laughs> I'll just talk into your good ear. I mean, there's some interesting stuff out there. Yeah. What if, what if like, what if Van Gogh did that? Because like there was like a, like someone was like pulling like a prank on him. Like, he was like, I am the genie. He's like, what are your, what are your, your wishes? He's like, I'd like to become a better artist. He's like, yes. But everything comes with sacrifice. If you cut off your ear, you will become a better artist. He's like, oh shit, he's doing it! He's doing it! Oh my god, he's crying! <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's rumors that, like, you know, the original story was that Van Gogh cut his ear off because he liked a woman. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, show his dedication, but there's rumors that it's actually that he had this friend that he lived with, and I can't remember the guy's name, but, um, like, Van Gogh was uh, a little bit bipolar and a little bit nutso. And a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> and, uh... I'm a little bit bipolar. And the and guy a kept wanting... rock and roll. The guy kept wanting to leave, and he was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to live with you, you're toxic to be around, I want to just go and live my own life, and... Van Gogh got so upset the night that he left that he cut his ear off, and then he staggered into his brothel and gave the hooker there uh, his ear chunk. And so that's why it became the saying, oh, it's about a woman. But it really wasn't. Uh, No, I need money. We don't take ears. (laughs) What is this, This, days gone? This this place costs you an ear and a leg. He's like, I, I can't, I can't be in this relationship anymore with you. I'm just gonna Van Gogh. <laughs> Van Gogh, Van Going, Van Gogh. <laughs> Maurice, you die. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna get in my car here. Oh no, I have to buy some of the gas. <laughs> you doing American Dad thing or Roger? <laughs> I think I flooded it. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so he, he was had a roommate, and he was like, you know, yeah, you're just bad to be around. And uh, to, I like the um, and the Akira Kurosawa movie Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that explanation a lot. This guy actually goes into um, into this painting. He's walked around through all these different Van Gogh paintings, and he comes across uh, Van Gogh painting like the sunflowers or whatever it is. Yeah, and he in Van Gogh's got the the bandage wrapped around his head. And he asked me, he's like, you know, like what happened? And and he's like, I was trying to draw a self-portrait, but I couldn't get the ear right, so I cut it off. <laughs> and I'm like, that's... I'm not going to say that's cool, but, you know, it's like, that's... That's pretty badass. That, that's a better tale than, like, yeah, my this my roommate left me because I was, you know, because I was toxic, and so <laughs> I cut my ear off in revenge, you know, it's like... There's... Like, there's... Why, why not, why not like a pinky? I'm an artist, damn it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some rumors that his friend is actually the one who cut the ear off, but because uh, because Vincent was like very codependent on him, then he was like, "Oh, I'll just say I did it." But uh, I haven't seen a ton of evidence for that. That's just kind of like the more recent accusations. Yeah. So I, I don't know enough can, about can, that. But I can see that his friend was sitting there, and there's like a like a mandolin version of like Steeler's Wheels comes on there. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you, and he's like, "Hey, he's dancing in front of Van Gogh." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Clowns to the left of me." He looks, there's a picture of like crying clowns. <laughs> Joe, kiss to the right. He's like, "Here I am." Stuck in the middle with 
<laughs> he comes up and goes here. <laughs> That's going to end for the paradox. <laughs> How Van Gogh lost his ear. <laughs> uh, all right, where are we? Van Gogh, do you like bard music from the 1870s? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, that, that's that's funny. <laughs> Have you ever been the uh, victim of religious persecution? <laughs> Maybe Van Gogh should. No, no, no. Van Gogh's just fine. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, tell me, Van Gogh, you ever seen a grown artist naked? Van <laughs> <laughs> like Gogh, when you're painting your nude models, do you ever uh, look at them in? <laughs> you like the smell of drawing paintbrushes? <laughs> Van Gogh, do you like painting gladiators? <laughs> Fine data stop cutting off my ear. <laughs> I, I more picture him as like a Mel Brooks type guy where he just like hands hands some chick his ears like, here you go. It's good to be king. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what is this? Is this your ear? And it's like, I can't hear you! I cut off my ear! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Please talk into this ear. It's my good ear. <laughs> Woo-ha. <laughs> oh, so how far do we deviate this time from our Batman? Oh, that was that was pretty good, man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That was pretty far deviation right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, but I now, like it, it. You know, eventually we're gonna stay on topic about something. No, that'll make us boring. Yeah, it was. There's, there's a million podcasts that stay on topic. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, did you read about that person who wrote an article condemning Mel Brooks and Blazing Saddles? Say so what now? Some somebody I don't know, just some some millennial wrote an article called "Blazing Saddles and Its Horrors," talking about how horrifically racist Blazing Saddles is and how just like taken aback and destroyed they were over like all the horrible crassness of, of Blazing Saddles. And uh, wait, wait, wait. So I just want to make sure I understand this. So Blazing Saddles is about. A black guy that's put in a position of power in a town that's full of racists, and how they're like, you know, fuck you, we're not gonna, we're not gonna follow you because we don't want your black ass here, right? Isn't it just like 2019 only, <laughs> only as a Western? I'm, I'm, I'm not really seeing like where it's like, oh, how dare you, how I, dare you tell a story of modern times 30 years ago? <laughs> I didn't finish the article because it was like this is stupid but yeah apparently a big beef with them is that they threw around the n-word an awful lot so um oh no <laughs> oh no that's so wrong it, it's the whole thing is, i mean like mel brooks has been quoted recently is, is saying you know political correctness kills comedy 
Like you, you've got to be willing to push the envelope a little bit somewhere in some ways, because otherwise you're just going to be like all this tame, sterile stuff, and it's all going to sound the exact same. But yeah, apparently this person got trolled so much for what was said against Blazing Saddles that they deleted the article. Okay, so I just got to say this. In Mel Brooks's defense, from what I remember saying and whatever, that's not his fault. He hired Richard Pryor <laughs> to to write all the all the black jokes. So it wouldn't be racist, but Richard Pryor said one to write jokes for Mongo. And so it was like it was like Mongo's it was like well awesome. That's, I mean, that's what I remember reading was like, yeah, he wanted Richard Pryor there. He was on the set and he wanted him to write those. So it was like, so that way it's not racist and we're not being mean. And uh, he just wanted to write jokes for Mongo. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard. So it's like, well, that's, and, and then of course, if he's still on set, it's like, okay, so we're going to have this guy saying the sheriff is near and, 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 like, and Richard Pryor's like, no, that's good. That's good. How do you feel about, about the, about us punching a horse? You okay with that? And it's like. Oh, okay, sure. It's like, uh, all right, and so we're going to have Sheriff Bart walk through the town here, and this line right here is like, he's walking through the town, he's saying, howdy, neighbor, and the old woman goes by and says, uh, you know, screw you, ninja. <laughs> no. Okay, so, so, uh, Mongo gets a candy gram, and it's actually dynamite, and it blows him up. <laughs> candy gram. Like, are you listening to us? Mongo. Are you listening to us? Motherfucker, you listen to me? I'm Richard Pryor. <laughs> and it's like, no, okay. It's like, all right, so... So then, uh, so, okay, we've got this scene early on before he actually comes to town where the guy goes, hey, here's that uppity ninja that hit me in the head with a shovel. Yeah, uh-huh. we interviewed him. <laughs> and so, um, all right, so here I'm going to have Mongo say, Mongo just pawn and game of life. <laughs> so you cool with what we have? Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. sure. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So to to be fair, yes, that's that's pretty much what happened. But yeah, no. Apparently, they were trolled so much for that article that they just deleted it. Yeah, I've heard someone else say, "Oh, it's just so racist." I'm like, what? What in it is racist? I I mean, there's some, and, and in the end. The townspeople were like, oh, hey, we were really wrong about you, you know, and all that stuff, which which is that's the fantasy part. Right. Uh, which I think is funny the way the movie ends with, you know, this whole, you know, in the very end of the movie, when the limos pull onto the set yeah. and they get into the limo after they break through Dom DeLuise's, you know, uh, <laughs> the whole dance sequence of the French mystique. <laughs> <laughs> Now watch me. <laughs> Stick out the tush. <laughs> You're doing the French mystique. Oh, love, you know. Uh, and then they get the whole fighting in the cafeteria. And then, you know, they, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, remember that part where, like, at the end, all the, you know, all the racist white people are like, hey, you're not such a bad guy after all. And we like all these other black people, too. And we can live in our town. It's like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit Hollywood. Because <laughs> they get in their limos and they drive off because none of this is real. It's all just a fantasy. The racism, it's still there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and here, now we're going to fast, fast forward to 2019. Guess what? It's still there. <laughs> So, yeah, you can go ahead and you can take your, oh, it's so racist, and you stick it up your ass. That's just a slice of life, whether it was in the, you know, the 18, 1700s or whatever. To, it should be 1800s, yeah. It's, it's just like they say, you know, they, no one ever talks about any the black cowboys. Right, yeah. There were tons of black cowboys. No one ever talks about them, Yeah. So. Oh, speaking of stuff like that, um, the black samurai Yamato, they're, they're making a movie about his life. 
They already did. Samuel Jackson voiced the character. Really? Afro Samurai. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean like the, the historical black samurai. <laughs> I didn't know Samuel L. Jackson voiced Afro Samurai. Yeah. What? Okay. Who, who else would voice? You know, like, okay, we're going to have a, an anime character whose name is Afro Samurai. He's an Afro. He's a samurai. He carries around a sword. And he's a black guy. <laughs> well, shit. That's all you had to say. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, who else would you get to do that? I mean, he would be my first choice. but <laughs> Yes. Afro Samurai. Voiced by Sam Jackson. <laughs> but yeah, no. like uh, he, was, he was a historical guy. I've seen photos of him. He looked like a total badass. But, uh, How do you see photos of them? They didn't have like pictures back then. Oh yeah, liar. There's, there's photographs liar. of samurai. Come, he's a liar. I've got I've, I've got a photo saved on my phone of samurai in front of the Sphinx. Oh yeah, I got a picture of me, you know, meeting the like, you know, fucking Judith Hogue. I mean, it's real. <laughs> I really couldn't back that. God, that was a wonderful day. <laughs> Judith, call me, please. <laughs> I'm your father. Really? No, no, I can't. I can't back that up. <laughs> probably one of the few things in that movie I actually found funny. What movie was that? Uh, Austin Powers. Oh, let's see. I still haven't watched it. When he meets up with uh, Dr. Evil and Dr. Evil tells him that he's his father. <laughs> and I was like, really? He's like, no, no. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, um, yeah, that sounds interesting. Black Samurai. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... I'm Black Samurai, bitch! <laughs> Shuriken comes flying in. I threw that shit before I entered the room! <laughs> Mom, don't interrupt me when I'm doing my kung fu. <laughs> that whole Vietnam flashback in Black Dynamite is so incredible. <laughs> oh man, I love all the the, the flashbacks. Like, you know, Jimmy, it's, it's me. Yeah, like, that Jimmy, you're like, the only thing from Korea or whatever. Fifteen-year-old <laughs> Black Dynamite. <laughs> now I know I'm just your younger brother. It's like there's so much exposition in yeah. that. It's it's so funny. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen Black Dynamite in a while. I gotta yeah, watch it again. Yeah, it's been a few years for me. I wanna rewatch it. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. Ah, <laughs> uh, and of course it has Bokeem Woodbine. I don't know why I like Bokeem Woodbine so much. I don't know. I just do it like I see it I was like, oh shit, Bokeem Woodbine's in that. He even has a small role. Like when I found that he was gonna be in Spider Man Homecoming, I was like, seriously? Yeah. That's the shit and then it turns out, you know, he ends up being like this the second shocker. And I'm like, <laughs> awesome, like and I have no idea why I like him. And it's just like <laughs> I just do. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird. That's a really good look for Sam Jackson, by the way. That's probably how he how he looks all the time. I think how he looks all the time is closer to uh, Jackie Brown. Not not with the long hair, but like that that beret and all that, and the the preppy shirt. Oh, I, yeah. I think that's closer to day to day Sam Jackson. But that that like incognito look is pretty cool for him. First, we gotta take care of the Beaumont thing. Uh, I think someone already took care of that for you. <laughs> you mean? Oh, you ain't heard. <laughs> Shh. It's like someone with a, with a with a beef blew Beaumont's brains out. Oh, oh shit, this shit rhymes. rhymes. <laughs> Blue Beaumont's brains out. <laughs> Love that movie so much. Oh, you man. absolutely, positively have to kill every motherfucker in the room, except no substitutes. Yeah, it's like, uh, how'd you find me? I didn't find you. Winston found you. Wait, how you do that? That's what he does. <laughs> well, Billy, for that ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, Jackie oh, Brown is so good. It is so good. 
You don't think he's smart? Well, he still moves his lips to read, if that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, and, you know, um, Robert Forster passed away, like, uh, two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we did kind of run a bit off topic, but, uh... But yeah, so that was that was a bit of choose your own adventure and a bit of just uh, just running the gamut of conversation. Yeah, I think we've been so focused on actual topics lately. We really haven't just taken the time to just run wild and just yeah yeah that whole stream of consciousness thing. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I think it's good every once in a while to just do like a non-topic podcast. Well, it's so. fun for us. I don't know how everyone else feels about it. Uh, well, we don't have that many listeners. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I think the I think the main listener we have that listens to every episode so far has been me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's because I only partially listen to them while I'm editing them, so and, it doesn't even get us the YouTube clicks. And then I'm just like, and I'm like, I'm like, oh god, did I say that? Oh, oh god, did I said I don't remember saying that. I'm like, why? Did somebody stop me. I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is so bad. This is all going to be used against me in a court of law. Yeah, we can't run for Congress anymore. Oh, why not? Just deny it. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. It's like, well, you know, audio and stuff, that can be manipulated. <laughs> you can totally edit audio. Like, you have no proof that I did any of that stuff. <laughs> it's what like is a, your definition of is? I knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. Yeah? That's, uh... Well, I'm thinking of PCU um, with John Favreau's character, which is uh, it's uh, a parody of uh, some like, congressional hearing or whatever. Ah, okay. But yeah, so uh, thanks for giving us a listen, folks. Uh, check out our other uh, Choose Your Own Adventure episode. That uh, was a fun one. Yeah, that one was, was a lot better with the mystery of Chimney Rock and the um, the invasion of the Black Slime. Yeah, yeah. Where we, you got us killed again. We died a lot in that one. I died a lot in that one. Yeah, thank you. You you also died in yours, but just not not as badly as me. Did I die in mine? Yeah. No, I mean... Oh, out. no, you escaped. You just ran away like a little bitch. I That's did. All. I did. Oh, I'm a little living bitch. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, no. Whilst I'm sitting here watching my TV, eating my steak. I'm just such a little bitch. Oh. I mean, better to die a hero than live a coward. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Well... You know, you know. Technically, though, you're still alive. Yeah, you're just as a brave, brave rat. You're just cat food. <laughs> so I hope you hope you feel good about yourself, there, Despero. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, later, everybody. <laughs> you know, a friend of ours posted on Facebook. Good morning. Don't be a shitty person today. And this goes on a list of things I should have read first thing when I woke up. <laughs> Whoops. That doesn't help me at all ever to read that stuff. I really probably need to read it the night before. Maybe it'll soak into my head like osmos- uh, osmosis. You'll be like, oh, don't be a shitty person. Don't be a shitty person. And I'll wake up like, I had the worst nightmare last night. Someone was telling me not to be a shitty person. It was, it's not dripping out of my nose. I was so scared. <laughs> oh, shit. This is the It remake, dude. Yeah, no, I'm about to turn. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Later, everybody. Oh, wait. Oh, you guys got to get his arm ripped off, right? Yeah, it's a ways off, but yeah. It'll oh, happen. fuck it. If it's not right away, then that's just one scene. Like, it's like five minutes. Yeah, it's still too long for me to watch a fucking Stephen King shit. <laughs>
Your loss. It's a good movie. Yeah, it would be my loss. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't. I just can't. I read the. I read like the first. I don't know. Hundred pages of the book, and just ugh. the movie's better. The movie is so much better. Than it would book. have to be. I mean, yeah, it is. It's a good movie. But that still doesn't mean I want to watch it. It's I can't a watch it. Good movie. You like Misery. I do. I it's mean, Stephen King. You like The Shining. I do well, yeah. but yeah, but he Stephen King hates The Shining. Okay, uh, you don't know how Stephen King feels about this. Uh, I think Stephen King likes this movie as much as any other movie that's come out recently from one of his books. He's like, yeah, I like all the money you gave me from it. <laughs> it did really well, which means I get more money. He probably Thank likes you. the money he got from The Shining, even if he doesn't like the movie. Yeah, but that was '70s money. It wasn't the same thing. It was you can't. <laughs> yeah, it compare. went so much further because our economy wasn't nearly as bad as it is now. <laughs> no, you didn't get as paid as much for it back then as you do now because <laughs> because you know. the dollar was so much better. <laughs> no, because back then it wasn't like, oh, hey, guess what? We can just just throw out tons of money and shit. <laughs> like, like, like back then he would have been happy with like ten thousand dollars, which had been like the equivalent of like I don't know, maybe a hundred thousand nowadays. Where like, oh, we want to option Doctor Sleep. Okay, that's gonna be ten million plus points. You know, <laughs> so it's kind of like like Robert Downey Jr. with all the points he got. Like the Avengers made like a billion dollars. He made like five hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not the same thing as like, oh, we want you to start in the eighties version of the Avengers. Here's like a million bucks. <laughs> And that's it. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll give you a percentage of, of like, you know, of the profit. Nah, it's it's your loss. Everybody uh, spam Turk's uh, Twitter and get him to watch it. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to really be shaken by two people. Yeah. It, and you'll be one of them. No. <laughs> I don't post shit on Twitter unless it's my art. Yeah, that's what you... That's a topic for off camera. Uh, <laughs> camera, microphone, they're the same thing. Pretty much. Anyway, bye everybody. Bye. I can do that better. You already stopped recording? Not yet. Oh shit, never mind. No, I haven't stopped recording. I, I know. Alright right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.